We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It is the final two-start pitcher podcast of the 2022 Major League Baseball season. Hope you'll join us on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by So Rare. I'm Clay Link here with FSWA Hall of Famer Todd Zola. And Todd, this is the last two-star pitcher podcast of the season because uh, last week to grade two-star pitchers. That final week of the season, only, what, four days? So It's uh, three days. Three days. One, two, uh, well, one team can't have a doubleheader, right? Uh, two teams have a doubleheader. Nice. Well, it's been a great journey, and thank you all for being a, a part of it with us. And, uh, yeah, it should be fun to to recap here and, and grade one more time. Then we'll have a couple, you know, wrap-up shows at the very end, and we'll uh, maybe have some guests. We'll, yeah. Some, we'll, some, uh, we'll invites the, pending. But we'll yeah. keep them a secret. But, yeah, we just talked about a couple of uh, friends of ours in the industry that, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, it should be a good we'll, – we'll – it won't be a silent forty-five to sixty minutes on the on the two on the next two Fridays. We'll find stuff to talk about. Absolutely, and I just want to say for, before we get going here, I, uh, I sent out a tweet earlier this week, but I just wanted to say on the show, congrats to Greg Jewett, uh, reliever recon, really good stuff that he does. Uh, took me down in the Top Wars head-to-head league last week, and uh, he's also does closer stuff for the athletic. I forgot about that. Yeah. He own, owns reliever recon. Um, and he's a contributor for baseball HQ as well. Really good player. And uh, semifinals went down to him. Just tip of the cap to Greg. who's a great player and was a deserving winner. So I just wanted to, uh, I mean, I'm in another semifinal matchup. That would be tough to lose semifinal matchups back to back weeks. Yeah. Hopefully I can come out on top on this one this week. Yeah, you were kind of the tough luck loser this week. Didn't wasn't your score in the semis higher than the other two that went in that are meeting Greg in the finals? Yeah, but that's that's so, that's you know that's, that's what we signed up for. Yeah, that's what we signed up for. Yeah, um, it's just the nature of the beast, and I think you're I think you're approaching uh, Nate Rabbit slash Eric Carabal levels as far as runner ups go. Yeah, the. Uh... The perennial bridesmaid is how Howard Bender <laughs> described it. And it's another year that, but hey, that's fantasy for you. It well, at least, as Howard funnier. would say, at least you're pretty. <laughs> I think he says that in jest, and in my case, that would be uh, <laughs> in jest for sure. Um, all right, so the pickups from last night in the Stake League, before we grade two-star pitchers, pretty active week again, people trying to avoid that uh, buyer's table at the Stake Dinner. Carlos Santana for three. Eric Lauer looks like – is he back yet or is he coming back? I know he's – let me look at when Lauer's start. – oh, he's starting tonight against the Reds. Yeah, which which, which start which counts for your league, right? I mean – Yeah, you can yeah. turn him loose right away tonight. It's a pretty nice little pickup there. Um, Jared Kelnick. So uh, – Santana was three, Lauer for two, and then Kelnick kicks off our $0 ads. There were a bunch of $0 pickups. Uh, Kelnick's back again, and maybe some 
tweaks to his stance could help fuel things, but uh, hard to know what you're getting over these final two. Yeah, he was he was crushing it on the farm, but it's the PCL and there were six games in Vegas. Well, against Vegas, I assume somewhere in Vegas, one of the easier sites to hit, but he's still hitting the ball, right? So, and he hit a home run his first game with the Mariners. Well, first game back with the Mariners. Mm-hmm. Uh, J.P. Sears, I picked up. He's got a home start against the Mets this weekend, so uh, a little iffy. But, you know, J.P. Sears has been pretty good and probably turned him loose for that home start. Uh, let's see who else was picked up here. Edward Olivares. You know, Dayton Moore out, and I know people were kind of joking that, you know, one last time we'd like to send Edward Olivares down, but. <laughs> uh, not going to happen for Dayton Moore. And uh, I guess more than bigger than Oliveris is that Moore story and mm. uh, how that affects that franchise. Pretty huge move for them to, to pull that plug on Moore finally after he constructed that 2015 World Series champion team. Constructed it. That's He's got that under his belt. He thinks he'll stay in the game probably because of that. But, you know, it's one of those sometimes you wear out, you're welcome. And sometimes there's just you're not your voice is no longer being heard so Oliveris also hit a home run well it wasn't his first game back but he hit a home run would have been last night so he's played he's gotten a hit in each of the five games that he's uh since he's been back so yeah I mean why not yeah we've been tantalized in the past and had the rug pulled out from under us but maybe maybe he can spark some things over these yeah. couple of weeks David Bednar's back Maybe he'll grab a few saves. He should immediately return to that closer role, don't you think? He's yep. gone for a while. But... Yep, 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 absolutely. I mean, how many games Pittsburgh wins remains to be seen. But, yeah, yeah. no one has st- no one has stood out. Uh, so, sure, why not give Ben another role? If nothing else, it could increase some off- off-season trade, you know, trade uh, stock. Yeah, get him back in the role. Maybe they win four games the rest of the way, but maybe he saves two of them. So, yeah. Uh, let him get acclimated, reacclimated to the role. Uh, Tony Kemp has been on a nice little run. He was on his he was a zero dollar ad, and so is Miles Straw. Another zero dollar pickup. Hard for me to trust because of how bad Straw has been overall this year, but uh, swinging it well right now. Luis Ortiz was a James Anderson pickup, <clears throat> zero dollars. Aaron Savali, kind of like that. Who does Savali get next? Let me double check. He's at Texas this weekend, so yeah, that's and that's then he's nice. uh, versus nice. KC and versus uh, yeah, at Texas versus KC next week. So that is pretty nice for uh, Aaron Savali. Brandon yep. Hughes <clears throat> seems to be the Cubs closer, at least primary. Oswaldo Cabrera, I picked up. Uh, just needed a guy who's playing and swinging it pretty well. Cabrera. Not quite an everyday player, but he's been playing a lot. And once the seal is put on a division, Cabrera could play a lot more. Given yeah. you know, once Judge does what he needs to do, uh, you know they may start resting some of the outfielders. Yeah, they got Harrison Bader back, but uh, you know Jordan Hicks is banged up, and he's been miserable. I guess Jordan Hicks is ill, not banged up. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Hicks has been just brutal this year. 635 OPS. Yeah, Aaron Hicks. Yeah, he's yeah, been. Aaron uh, Hicks. Yeah, I mean, it's why, you know, why the trade for Bader was made. Now, I've seen a little bit of Bader since he's been back. He hasn't done a whole lot with the bat, but I can, I can see what the fuss is all about defensively. Oh, yeah, he's a stud defensively. Yeah, you can absolutely. just, I mean, I make the, you know, the analysis a couple times a season, but. When you you know when you're warming up in softball, you can tell just by the opposing team playing catch who's really good. Just you can just tell. Mm-hmm. You can see that with Bader. Absolutely, he's a hell of an athlete. He can really move around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have Oswaldo Cabrera as the number one left fielder on our depth chart. So maybe it stays that way. Maybe when Lemayhew comes back, they have to shuffle some things around. But yeah. Uh, you stay in the DH. I do think there's a you know good good opening for Cabrera to play a lot. Ezekiel Tovar picked up uh, Austin Slater, Nathan Eaton, Akil Badu, Michael Lorenzen, Brian De La Cruz. I had a bid on. He's been kind of 
Impressive. Dre Jameson, who's who's been a nice uh, performer mm-hmm. for for Arizona. I think mm-hmm. he gets uh, he lines up for at Houston next week, so that's kind of a tough matchup. But he is right. Uh, he has shown flashes certainly. Domingo Acevedo is he the new closer in Oakland? Acevedo uh, uh, of this, today anyway. <laughs> yeah. I think our buddy uh, Jason Shabilsky had mentioned or wrote about Acevedo in his uh, fab column yesterday. But, uh, yeah, that team's just kind of a tree in a forest situation out in Oakland. It's, uh, I mentioned I picked up J.P. Sears, but they're back in situation. I just haven't really cared about much at all. Uh, Aledmus Diaz, and then finally Juan Yepes. So a lot of pickups, and we'll see how much these guys – help over these final few weeks probably not a ton but uh trying to patch some holes so that we're not catching zeros in our active lineups i mean we we, we kind of tongue-in-cheek joke joked about acevedo he's got four saves since the 14th yeah i mean really he has apparently emerged i just didn't notice yeah i mean yeah, we, we're gonna we've talked about seattle's soft schedule well oakland took two or three from the mariners you know the past series so you still got to play the games, and Acevedo got saves in two of those games. Yes, yeah, so that was a nice pickup. That team's just so bad that I didn't really think about them much, and we're yeah. doing fabs over the past few weeks. But uh, yeah, I'd rather have him than a guy like you know Alexis Diaz or somebody, some of these right. other fringe closer right. candidates right now. All right, well, before we get into the two star pitches for next week, let's. Breathe quickly, throw to a quick word from our Blue Wire sponsors. That was wrong. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. We are back on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Clay Link here with FSWA Hall of Famer Todd Zola. Todd, did you say I was wrong about something? No, I, I apologize because my computer started to make noise, but it was through my headphones. So I was like, oh boy, like I thought I made it, had to go over the air. <laughs> then I realized that it was uh, through my through my headphones and no one heard. Um, who was it? Lucy Burge on my Twitter feed start to tell us who to pick for tonight's games. Sorry about that. Well, I heard him. You guys didn't. Sorry about no, thinking you, you guys heard him. I just wanted to be sure you weren't uh, trying to correct me on something. No, I'm trying to correct myself. I just inadvertently hit 
um, my you know my fat finger hit the button and it went onto my Twitter and it activated the current like feed what was on the feed and it happened to be a voice so I apologize for that. Oh, all good, all good. It's a pretty big night as far as baseball history goes. By the way, I'm Judge chasing the trying to tie the AL home run record and. How many does Pujols now? Is he going for seven hundred yet? No, still six, still still six ninety, uh, six ninety nine. Okay, yeah. but I believe it's he's going for seven hundred. I believe it's Andrew Heaney, either mm-hmm. tonight or tomorrow. So, Ooh, yeah, it's another be... southpaw. We need, you know, I, I think people probably realize by now because it's been in the news. But to watch Aaron Judge against uh, who's pitching tonight, whoever it might be, look it up. Uh, you got to go on Apple TV. Yeah, I I'm gonna it's, just it's free, tongue, but it's, it's kind of annoying. It's free, mm-hmm. um, but if you want to watch it, you need to Ooh, make the he's, effort. He's going against Rich Hill, so yes, this, yes, this could yes, be the yes, night. Yes, it could be the night. Yes, um, I'm trying to look up Pujols. Is he? Uh, I'm seeing on Baseball Reference he's at 6.98. Right, he's at okay, 6.98. 698. But okay. he has at least one more, and maybe two more lefties this weekend. And St. Yeah, Louis is so far ahead; they've been playing him every day. Yeah, so he's, he's going to get the opportunities. Should get there. That's a hell of a milestone. Yeah, for for Albert. So, and one that really came out of nowhere for me that he'd be able to make this surge. Like, oh that. yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know what? And why? Why does it have to be juice or opposing pitchers grooving in the ball? Why can't we be enjoying one of the all-time greats going an all-time run to end the season? Yeah, I think people are just naturally uh, jerks, more no, skeptical like, now. Yeah, well, yeah, just, they're just no, they're just it's. I know so it's pessimistic. Yeah, they, they're just looking for a reason, you know. To I don't know, uh, whatever, yeah. whatever it's worth. Next week, uh, the, the Cardinals only have five, and. Get some tough pitchers. Hauser, Woodruff, uh, uh, not so much Oviedo and Louis Ortiz, but then Rowanzi Contreras. So your five righties to start. Um, not that he can't hit a home run against, you know, against a right-hander, but let's get it done this weekend with a couple of southpaws on the hill. Absolutely. Well, have fun watching. You don't need an actual Apple TV right. Plus like right. paid membership, but you do need your Apple ID if you're going to watch those. So good luck trying to navigate that. Uh, should we get to the two-star pitchers for next week? Yeah, all right. So just to clean up the blue hole scenario, Jose Quintana. Um, no, that's who the St. Louis is going. Uh, three lefties, except they're pretty tough. Andrew Heaney, Clayton Kershaw, and Tyler Anderson. So we're gonna get we're gonna get some at bats against southpaws, but they're pretty good southpaws. Anyway, all right. Now, Absolutely. now we can start. All right, well, no two-star pitchers for Arizona are off the bat because uh, they only have five games. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how Dre Jameson fares in probably his toughest test. And Bat- Mad Bum, you know, they're booing him at home quite a bit. I don't know, man. He's He might be toast. Just he was terrible, but he came out and threw like a six-inning, one-run game against the Dodgers the last time out. Mm-hmm. You know, so – Roll this back might be the. Uh, it just seems like the sunsets fully here, and yeah, maybe it's no, I, I ride off into it. Yeah, um, I'm seeing a little bit of an anomaly for the uh, Atlanta Braves in our grid because we have Spencer Strider set for Monday, but then Max Fried is the two-star pitcher. So Strider's hurt right now. He's got an oblique TBD. But if you were to start Monday, I don't know why he wouldn't get two stars. Uh, it might be. I know Strider's really good. But Freed is Freed, and it might be freed. freed against the Mets. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point because that and, is still up for grabs. Right. So, oh, not for it's going down to the wire. Yeah, I mean that's totally. And neck we have neck. Strider for Monday, and you know we, we could also give him extra time because you know. Yeah, but, you could give him like have him at Washington, then at Miami the following week, build in right. a full week of rest. This is us speculating. Yeah. Um, I think either way, the number five is going to come out of our mouths. Yeah, that's true. We're kind of haggling over uh, minutia here. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to say for officially in the sheet, I'm going to put Freed down, and I'm going to give him a five. Yeah. But extremely tentative, and we'll have to just wait and see on Strider. You know, if, if Strider ends up getting scratched, 
the guy Bryce Elder, who they started, he's been great. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Pick up and stream him if Strider's unavailable. Uh, I did that in an NL league. Yep, paid off. So, yeah, keep an eye on uh, Bryce Elder. If Strider's unable to go. Jordan Lyles <laughs> of a 450 ERA at Boston at New York. I'm trying to think of any reason to even give him a positive number here. The I, only reason would be he really pitched what he threw at. He threw a complete, complete game, game the last yeah. time out. So Against the Tigers. But yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, Boston and New York. Man, I mean, not you know what? Neither team is crushing it right now. True. And the Yankees could be setting up for the playoffs by Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still – Fair points, fair points. I'm still going one at the most. Yeah, last time he faced Boston, which was September 10th, they knocked him around for eight runs. He did have that nine inning. Yeah, I'm going to go one. Don't even feel good about it, but uh, points league, head to head league. Yeah. One. The guy coming off a complete game, I got to at least give him right. a little respect and give him a one. Now, Kyle Bradish has been showing some major flashes, you know, some hiccups too, but uh, last night he went. Uh, eight and two thirds, nearly a complete game. Struck out ten. He had another game where he went eight innings. Somewhat recently, he's been he's been tantalizing for sure. Kyle Bradish, uh, twenty six years old, so he is a uh, same two step for him at Boston and New York. I think I like him a little bit more than Lyles, but I'm still only going to go at two. Yeah, I'm going to go at two as well. Um, you know, if this were May you know, 23rd, you know, who knows, but he's showed a little something and neither the Red Sox nor the, you know, the Yankees again are more than likely to be, they're not going to be playing for anything at that point, not even positioning, right. They're going to have the number two seed locked up and they should have the division locked up by that point. Well, it may be like a a magic number of one or something. Well, Michael Walker's 11 and one, he gets a home start against Baltimore than at Toronto. Uh, to close next week. So, you know, he's been great. The yeah, at Toronto still isn't, you know, my favorite. And he's probably not a probably not a five pitcher, but I think Michael Walker's probably a four. Yeah. Yeah. Um if he had a few more innings, he would be deserved of some losing Saw Young votes or whatever, six or seven plays. Yeah. yeah. Um I'm gonna go I'm going to go four. I mean, he's over his skis, but, yeah, I'm going to go four. Yeah, it could be one where it's like some painful give back, but I just can't see myself swapping him out of a lineup right now. Uh, no two-star pitchers for the Cubs. Uh, I know Drew Smiley got scratched, but we have him penciled in for uh, Tuesday. So, uh, Connor Overton for the Reds. He pitched well earlier this year before getting hurt at Pitt at the Cubs. Even though he did pitch well, very few Ks. I don't see starting Overton even with these matchups. I'm going to go zero. I'm going to go zero, and I mean, I think we're just—he's a, a speculative pick for us at this point. Yeah, the way, the I way mean, injuries and yeah, the way injuries yeah. have fleshed it out. He it just you know, but it, I don't know who. I don't think there's anybody on the roster that we would consider starting anyway, right? Well, I mean, well, maybe Nick Lodolo in, in that Green. spot. Oh, in yeah, that, yeah. In that spot. That's any, true. Any that's replacement. True. Yeah, nobody that they could swap in for Overton that I'd consider. Yeah, good point. Uh, Tristan McKenzie, I saw you had a, a tweet the other day about, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, what about his durability issues? But he's been, uh, he's tall and scrawny, but he's been able to put a lot of innings on that frame. 180. Yeah. You know, north of 180. No, excuse me. Um, Cleveland, man, have they taken care of business, huh? They just ran away with it. Well, they they beat the teams they needed to beat. They did. They did. You know. You know. My mommy always used to say, "If I need, you know, if I need something done right, I'm just going to do it myself." Not usually, because I wasn't doing it. Well, Cleveland took care of it themselves by you know beating Minnesota four or five and taking care of the White Sox. Anyway. Who I, you know? We talked about the durability of the 180 innings. It may be five and fly to get ready for the playoffs, but I don't think you're going to be a three inning, a three inning 
um, scenario here. I think he'll play versus Tampa just because due to the, you know, to keep the integrity of the race, he may sit during that final weekend or not, not go the full, the full six or seven, but I think I'm starting him. He's a, mm. is he a five? I'd actually put him down as a five. Is yeah, he a just... five? He's a five. Yeah, he's been really good, oh, and that team's He's a good. five. Those Matt, he's a five. You know, on the radio early this year, I picked Minnesota to win when they were up, and uh, yeah, that's not looking so good. I should have seen it coming with the pitching. They just didn't have the pitching, and uh, well, the White Sox never got going either. But uh, yeah, Minnesota was uh, a farce, and they showed their true colors eventually. Uh, Herman Marquez at San Francisco at the Dodgers, so two away from Coors, but I still think I might go zero here. I I can't see starting him, honestly, even on the road. Um, let me reconsider at San Francisco. Maybe a one. I'll go one. I'm going to go one. I think, I think we should point out that the, the, the once this weekend is over, the Rockies have no more home games. Oh, yeah, good point. Jeez. So, yeah, that really dings their hitters over the final week plus. Yeah, yeah. we kind of warned people about that, but, yeah, mm. absolutely. Let me just real quick, while we're on the topic of Herman Marquez, check his uh... – yeah, he's got a 350 ERA on the road. He's been – The skills aren't great on, on the road, but yeah. I think – But, yeah, I mean – yeah, K rate on the road's only like six per yeah. nine. Yeah, the skills are almost better at home. Yeah, that's strange. He is allowing a two oh nine average on the road. Mm-hmm. That's pretty darn good. Um, but a two twenty six Babip, a three fifty eight Babip at home. Yep, <laughs> so that's what that gigantic outfield of cores will do to you. Yep, and the thin air, of course. Um, okay, continuing on, two star pitchers for next week. Lance Lynn at Minnesota at San Diego. You said a couple weeks ago that Lynn was fully back. And then um, what happened? I actually don't know, but let's take a look. He has struggled a little lately. Yeah, well, a little bit. It hasn't been that bad, but. All right, um, yes. Two, got quality starts. Yeah. Each of his the strikeouts are down. Four or five. Wow, he's running a, what, six-game quality start streak? Yeah, the strikeouts are down lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, only three Ks his last time out. Yeah, fourteen um, over his last eighteen and a third. So I'm going to give Lance Lynn a four. Are you? What do you? Let's say you on. Uh, I think I'm there. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Minnesota and San Diego a four. Now every week we get at least one guy who was on our list last week who got pushed <laughs> back inevitably, and that's Joey Wentz here. Uh, kind of nice, at least on paper, versus Kansas City versus Minnesota at home. So. Uh, let me just double check if there's anything to see here on Joey Wentz. Well, while you're doing that, Minnesota's terrible against lefties. Yeah. Joey Wentz is a southpaw. I just don't see much K upside. He hasn't struck up. Right. Well, the five. K upside is Minnesota striking out yeah. 28% of the time against lefties in the past month. And as we've talked about and I've written about, uh, left splits against lefties are very, you know, full of noise. Yeah. I uh, I may go one here on Joey Wentz. What say you? You know what? I'm going to go a one. But of all the ones that we've talked about, he's the one that I'm using if I need two pitchers. Yeah. Okay. So he's a 1.49. All right. I hear you. Um, so among that $1 bucket or one – Great, yeah, but at least so like. far, at least so far. So no two-star pitchers for Houston. They got two off days next week. And then for Kansas City, Daniel Lynch is going to be at Detroit, at Cleveland. ERA over five. Has he been any better lately? He te- he throws in that tease game once in a while. Yeah. But there's just no consistency there. And given routinely the game- falling short of five, too. Sorry. To right, right. Um. The, the tease game that I'm thinking of last was when he fanned eight in five innings against Minnesota, but he gave up five, he gave up seven runs, three, you know, seven hits, three runs. Um, so yeah. And that, again, Minnesota is not very good against lefties. I mean, the Tigers got him for four runs 
earlier in the month. So yeah, I don't, you know, is it, is this a case of there's nothing to see here? I think, I think so. Yeah. I'm with you. I got a zero on yeah. Daniel Lynch. No real reason to uh, circle back there. Uh, no two star pitchers for the angels. And then Dustin may, I know some people, including our friend Scott Jenstad, were hoping he would be a, a big fab piece to really push him over the hump. And it, it hasn't worked out that way. I, I love the right. stuff on may, but I just maybe, you know, we got to cut him some slack though. Cause he is just returning from Tommy John. Um, I think it'll probably be a great buy for next year, but just kind of a work in progress, still getting his stuff back and his command back. At San Diego versus Colorado. I'll let you go first on Dustin May. I think this is an important week for May to show he belongs in the Dodgers playoff, uh, playoff rotation. I don't know. You know, all right, who would you put in instead? I don't know. <laughs> But, I mean, you, you figure he'd either be the third starter or the closer. But he has Ooh, trouble. You that. know, I think you may have hit the nail on the head there because uh, they they've been talking, and I think just yesterday, last night, Dave Roberts kind of was less committal than ever on Kimbrell as his closer. And, you know, I mean, what's Kimbrell doing with a ponytail? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, he's Grow a little up. past the age, maybe, to have the ponytail. But, yeah, he just seems like he's on the rocks and probably on his way out of the closer job. And uh, was it Trinan that's been shut down? Not yeah. that he not that he was going to get in the groove anyway, but so, yeah. I, I'm All right, so the, the, the Dodgers depth chart. Uh, all right, all right. You know, we know Kershaw, we know Urias. And I he's been good. Um, you know, I, saying, I see, you know, Anderson. So, May – we thought May could, you know, it's, it's here Haney for the playoffs and yeah, May could go to the, May could be pitching in, in relief. Would you have any concerns as Dave Roberts going into a series with four lefty starters? Cause Heaney, uh, Urias, Kershaw, Heaney, Anderson, all lefties. As you I would have that. a concern, but I'd rather pitch a, a, a better lefty than force a junky righty in there. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, and you know, with with May that he could follow that Urias path from a few years ago, where Urias was their closer. And... Do, do you do you once in a while use a righty opener, and then bring in Heaney as the bulk pitcher just to mess up with the platoons or whatever, depending yeah. upon the team? I could throw see... him some wildly different looks right off the bat. Yeah, game. I can see I can see doing that. Um, I'm not even sure who they would play at this point. They would have, you know, they would face the winner of what the, does it get reseeded or is it to the wild card? I think the wild cards get reseeded. So we're, you know, we're not even sure who they'd be facing. So actually it looks like, well, let me see. Yeah. Our closer guy, Ryan actually uh, moved Kimball down on the closer grid or on the depth chart. He now has Chris Martin as the number one closer for the Dodgers. So obviously we don't know, but after those comments last night from Dave Roberts, it did seem like maybe they yeah. were kind of, didn't he say like, we got to get our best arms in the back end or something? Yeah. Like I mean, and Ed, was it Evan Phillips that came in and picked up for Kimbrell after he gave up the homer? I think so. Yeah. So yeah. we now have it as a committee with Martin Phillips, Kimbrell right. and Gratterall. Gratterall's hurt though. Still he's battling yeah, injuries. Right. So they could maybe use one more relief arm. Right. Whoever is not starting among that group probably will uh, be a nice little boost to the bullpen for the postseason. Right. But as far as this, as far as Dustin May, this current week, um, I'm going to only go three. Okay, yeah, I think that's right. I I like the skills, but I just I'm iffy on them, and uh, I like these matchups for the most part. Yeah, but, and I have uh, a feeling he's going to be overpriced for me next year. You think May will be? Especially if he does well in the playoffs in whatever role. I guess. I was thinking with this run that maybe he'd be undervalued, but somebody will always fall in love with the stuff. We'll see him in spring training. Yeah. Yeah. Throwing a 100-mile-per-hour gas and some crazy breaking pitch, and we'll all fall back in love. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's the way it goes. I'm thinking right now I'd love to buy low, but maybe you're right. Maybe the price won't really be low for, for what we've seen this year. Uh, Pablo Lopez at the Mets at Milwaukee. 
Uh, it's been a bit of a roller coaster. But for Pablo Lopez. He's, he's pitching well right now. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to see a little bit of a bounce back. Uh, yeah, had that eight earned run disaster, then a couple quality starts since. Right, then. right. And uh, it, it, he had kind of run into a wall innings wise. And I'm glad to see him kind of get over that hump because, well, in one way, I'm not because we're just talking about pricing for next year. This kind of, you know, removes a little bit of the concern. I mean, I would have been all over him if he had uh, at, at the discount. But um, yeah, so he's bouncing back a little bit here. Um, what are the matchups at the Mets at Milwaukee? Not great, not good. I mean, you don't love them, but you're not scared either, mm. you know. Um, I think he's and this might be high, but he's back to a four for me. Mm, okay, I was gonna go three, but yeah, I, I mean, that again, that four. this could be a 3.51, you know, to use my well, analogy yeah. from before, but. I said it. I'll stick with it. Well, I, mean, I got three. You got four. Three point five. Yeah. Essentially. I mean, what about you know? I know it's not a two-star pitcher, but uh, has Jesus Lazardo, Jesus Lazardo, kind of assuaged any fears, and now he's, you know, a top, I don't know, forty starter next year. <sighs> That's a good question. I still think we have to be realistic with workload expectations and. Dial him back. He should be able to go 150, 160. He's at 100 now. Well, that's what we always say with Lazardo, and he's always hurt. Right, but I'm talking. I mean, as far as you know, restrictions next year. I don't think there'll there'll be any. But yeah, I mean, we'll plenty. You know, we have a couple more weeks to talk about him. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he did have a gem. Was that he's, last he's night? Back in the picture. Yeah, 11 Ks, and yeah, he's just been one thing after another with him. I'd love to see him be able to you know have that 150 inning season and then build from there but hopefully yeah. next year is that year yep um i assume you're team lazardo way over team dustin may for next year you is that not yeah and i'll admit year? i'll admit some of this is is bias in that in the xfl i essentially traded what i consider to be an unkeepable jacob de Gram for Lazardo, a very keepable Lazardo. Uh-huh. And it's not so much a bum that I traded away DeGrom. It's that when you're trading DeGrom, could have gotten more. He He's the guy that I decided was the best of the young pitchers, available young pitchers. So I'm, I selfishly hope I'm right. Yeah, there's always some wishful thinking in there, but I hear you. I, I'm pulling for Lazardo too to – to uh, stay healthy, and because we know if he's healthy, he could be a, a top tier front yeah, starter. Yeah. For team. Well, let's pause briefly and uh, take care of a little bit of business. Hope you'll s- stick with us and uh, power through the rest of the two start starters for next week. Our sponsors at So Rare. So Rare is a ML. I'm sorry. I'll start over. MLB. Okay, take three. <laughs> sorry, Todd. So Rare MLB is an NFT-based, free-to-play baseball game played with officially licensed Major League Baseball cards. Sign up today at SoRare.com MLB and you'll receive 13 common cards to start your collection. Build seven-player lineups from cards in your collection and play weekly competitions with scoring based on real-life player performance. Compete for rewards with other fans around the world. For more information on gameplay and to sign up, visit SoRare.com slash NLB. There's no better time to join So Rare than ahead of our postseason gameplay. Postseason is coming up in a hurry. We will have a postseason cheat sheet at Rotowire, by the way, if you're playing any postseason uh, competitions. Uh, Adrian Hauser for the Brewers versus St. Louis versus Miami. Now, he's had a couple games, but really tough guy to trust. Um, at least for me. I guess he uh, only four and two-thirds. Three innings. Ugh. I think I might go zero on Adrian Hauser. I, I, you know, I'm glad you said it first because that's where I'm leading. Yeah. Um, I, I very I'm few trying, strikeouts, and I, I mean, my the at Miami or a home with Miami, yeah, home with Miami is, I guess, a reason, but not enough. I'm going to go zero. Yeah, you should be able to do better if you're in a mixed league. I feel like. Okay, next up, Bailey Ober, your guy here, and he's uh, 
Yeah, you've had some kind of late season uh, <laughs> success here, though. Over, I mean, he hasn't been killing it, but he's gone uh, five innings each of the last uh, well three times out. Two seventy RA over his last two starts versus the White Sox at Detroit. I may go three on Bailey over. I kind of want to pick him up if I can. Yeah, he, well, yeah, he's 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 played. He started two games in September. Uh, last last having pitched June first. Yeah, gave up hits against. Oh yeah, Kansas that June first was. Uh, yeah, I included Look, that by mistake. If you hadn't said that, people never would have realized. I was trying to try, <laughs> try to put, try to try to smooth it over. No, yeah, I, I I'm with you. I'm, I got a three. I have a three. Um, White Sox are kind of a. I mean, not the team you feel great picking on, but not a team you're like scared to go up against either. Yeah, they hit lefties well. Uh, oh. Ober's not a righty. So, um, Ober is a righty, isn't he? I'm sorry, yeah, Ober is a righty. Yeah. See, we, we just traded. Hey, there see, that's what we're here to do. Yeah, there, there we go. Sure. Yeah, no, Ober is a righty. So, uh, yeah, I um, I'm, I'm, I'm if he, I, I can't, well, maybe, maybe you held on to him, but you should have dropped him. Maybe you picked him back up. But if you're gonna draft champions, you know, for sure, I'm going with him. No two star pitchers for the Mets, they have a couple off days. Next week, good to see Scherzer back. He did get pulled from a perfect game, but uh, bigger fish to fry for that team down the stretch here. Uh, Luis Severino at Toronto, at Baltimore. So uh, he returned with five innings, got the win, struck out six. He'd been out for, what, three months? Uh, yeah, yeah. August, well, two months. But, yeah, he uh, – it's good to see him back and going five. It looks like in his rehab, he went four and a third, four right. and two. So gradually built up. Yeah. Uh, only 64 pitches. So he may have to be efficient in that first game to, to get another win. But uh, we've seen that he can do it. So I may go. Let me double check these matchups here. Not the greatest, but again, not going to run away. At Toronto versus Baltimore. At Toronto versus Baltimore. I'm going to go. Four, three. Well, Actually, yeah. no, four. Several All right, I'm going to stick with you. I'm going to go with you three. Okay. I, I was looking at Bailey Ober. If I have him a three, yeah. I think I want Severino a four, but I got you down as a three. I was, you were talking about Scherz, and I was thinking about this while watching the game. They pulled him after six with nine strikeouts. Um, Maybe it was the pitch count, but isn't it easier to take a guy out of a perfect game after six than after seven? If he had let him go seven, don't you, and he still had the perfect game. Yeah, because then you're I, just six yeah. outs away. You know? Yeah, so pulling him after six to me was the smart move. Yeah, it probably I know it kind of irks some fans, but I mean that's well, I think this that's really the only get. call at this. Yeah, this one people get. People understand. Even trying this. to win the World Series, right? Yeah, you got the two best pitchers in the game, so yeah, they got uh, their eye on a bigger prize. Uh, James Caprillion, they're going to put back in the rotation. I even though it's at the Angels at Seattle, he's been so blow up prone. I guess he had a good outing, a great outing. Oh wow, two hits over seven. No, we can't. Well, actually, two two reasonable outings in a row. Yeah, and that September fifth outing or September fifteenth outing was at Houston, though. No yes, yeah, so you don't love the strikeout to walk ratio. Um, so again, it comes down to a little bit of needs, but this to me is somewhat of a, you know, I'm a, all right, I'm going to go, I know you haven't given yours yet, but for, I'll, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go two, but I'm, I'm, you know, I almost said three, but I'm going to go two. Okay. I had a one, but, uh, I knew you, you're a high you. end two. <laughs> yeah. High end two. Okay. Yeah, well, okay. I mean, I don't love the Seattle matchup because they're probably, Although the three playoff teams are, are the three wild card teams have probably been decided, they're still playing for seeding. And the top wild card team will play all three games at home. And that's huge. Yeah, that is huge. I mean, not only are they at home, you know, the way that you play in the last inning it matters that you, you know, you get last up. So, I mean, we're seeing it all the time now with the with the Ghost Runner. We, we're seeing that the, the approaches of the home and away team are different. 
it's kind of that way in the ninth inning of a of a of a you know of a of a a non extra inning game. So anyway, I, I so these you know Tampa, Seattle, and Toronto. It's going to be interesting to see what means more to them, setting their rotation or getting home field. Hmm. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I would think home field, but who knows? Uh, yeah, maybe teams will start really focusing in on that. You know, but you see, I would I would want my rotation set. Really? Yeah. Okay. I would want to make. Well, actually, you have to think through with the. I have to think through. Yeah, if I'm if I'm Seattle, yeah, I want I want Castillo and Ray one too. I don't want to burn Castillo and Ray to try to get home field. I'd rather just know that they're pitching my first two games. I don't care where. Oh yeah, now that you're now that you say so that's that, why I it's going to be interesting. It's yeah. going to be interesting. I mean, if it, I would try for home field until the bitter end. But maybe if you're like the final weekend, you might shuffle. And I have no around. idea how things are lining up right now. Yeah, and there's I mean, usually like at least a couple off days before the postseason starts, right? Between the end of the regular um, season, and start of the postseason. Uh, I don't know. I thought there were for the, at least the. Yeah, maybe I just looked this up game. the other day because uh, I was doing some uh, some work for ESPN on it. I mean, I do know that the the divisional series will not start until next uh, Thursday. So these teams are going to be getting. Um, yeah, all right. You're right. It's Friday. So the last day is Wednesday. They all start Friday. And then all the other series start Thursday. So the four by teams, and we'll talk more about this next week when there's no pitching to talk about, but the four by teams are going to have a week off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's big. And I, I think you're probably right that you probably do actually want to make sure. I mean, you got to make sure Castillo and Ray are going, but um yeah, you probably don't have to start really lining things up because you have a couple off days until yeah, you see, I think Tampa, uh, final weekend. I think Tampa might care more about home field. I'm sorry, more about – yeah, more about home field. Mm-hmm. They have – I mean, do they have an out – do they really want do – they, do they have to set their pitching? You know, is the difference between one and five that much? I don't know. I'm not so sure. So be, between the Dome and the way they play the game, they may care more about home field. Yeah, I mean, just getting home field would be big, but uh, and you definitely would try for that. But yeah, the final weekend of the season, you're going to have to make sure your ducks are in a row for yeah, the yeah. Friday, October seventh. Um, Zach Wheeler's a five, right? No real reason to not anymore. He came one. out throwing BBs last game. Yeah, he's a stud and ERA back under three for the campaign. Uh, Ronzi Contreras, you mentioned that you weren't really starting him anymore just because they were the pirates were being proactive and limiting his outings and lifting him before five. And, you know, he went four and two thirds, but he got knocked around, did strike out 10, but uh, sitting him at New York turned out to be the right move. Not unless you need a bunch of strikeouts, but right. So we got what Cincinnati and St. Louis. You'd like to think that he gives it his all versus St. Louis. If that means anything remains to be seen, if it means anything, Um, it shouldn't, it shouldn't. I wouldn't think at this point. Um, I'm going to go one. Sorry to cut you off. I'm just going to say I want to go one because uh, I think that's what I gave him last time because it's like I had him in NL only. I think I actually dropped him in the league. I'm going to go one. I'm going to go two because I think he's, even if he's not going to go five innings, I think he's going to give you strikeouts. So I do I automatically put in a reliever instead? Probably not. You know, I'm going to bump mine up to two just because I can see him striking out like 13 reds. Like, yeah. <laughs> that team's going to strike out so much. No, that's, that's not a biased opinion. No, not at all. Totally level-headed and uh, yeah, unbiased. Now, Blake Snell versus the Dodgers versus wow. the White Sox. And the White Sox still crush lefties, don't they? They do. But, I mean, we're not we're not judging Blake Snell. We're judging Snellzilla. He's back. Yeah, Snellzilla. Yeah, his ERA was over five. Like, seemed like two yeah. weeks ago. Now it's it was, six. It was uh, three six it, two. It, it was uh, on July. So basically, heading into the second half, his ERA was five point two two. Yeah. So since the break, it's two point four two, 
And we're not, you know, there's some luck, of course, because he's given up only 56 hits in 70, 67 innings. But, I mean, I don't know the percentage because it's not on the page, but a 12.5 K9 and a 2.1 BB9. That's good. I don't I don't need to know the percentage. You know, I'll, I'll go with a K9 and BB9 to make my judgment here. Yeah, over that stretch since the All-Star break, you're alluding to 93 Ks in 67 innings. Yeah, that, that's good. Only five homers only allowed. Five homers. Two four two ERA, as you said, one oh seven whip. I'm tempted to go five. You know I what? Think I'm gonna go four, but I'm tempted to go five. He's pitched seven innings each of his last two games. Now Arizona is pretty easy because of the lefty, heavy lefty outfield. But St. Louis hits lefties better than anybody in the league. I'm gonna go five. It's against my my grain, but I I think he's I think he's pitching so well at this point. I'm gonna go five. Well, if you're grading Snellzilla, he's probably five. Yeah, I'm gonna go four, but All right. yeah, I could definitely see your case there. He well, does look keep, to be back. If we keep agreeing, they're gonna get someone else to fill it. You know, to to work with you on this podcast. We have to. Oh, yeah, I need I'm to sure. disagree with you on occasion just to keep my dang job. <laughs> No, you don't have to cave uh, for me at all. So, yeah, okay. Blake Snell got four. You got five. Robbie Ray versus Texas versus Oakland. That's going to be a five, too. Yeah, I mean, are they trap games because they're so easy? I, yeah, I hope not. Yeah, you know? so good. Well, and this we're talking about Seattle. You know, that's got such an easy schedule. But, no, I'm going to go five. Yeah, and I don't see any reason why Ray or Castillo wouldn't make starts next weekend because, yeah, Ray – they would each have time to get yes, full rest before yeah. and the we, uh, Again, the, the division, I'm sorry, the uh, the top wild card is in play, and I think you're still playing your guys until that point. Logan Webb, home against Colorado, then home against Arizona. You'd love to see that. Um, probably going to go five for Logan Webb. Yeah. Maybe not you know a five what? pitcher, but five matchup. I think he's, to me, he's a five pitcher. He, um, maybe, well, this year he's down a little bit, but. You know, last week, K's I, are down. Yeah, as I wrote about in Todd's takes, last week the smart move was sitting Logan Webb in Colorado. Once in a while, a good pitcher is going to pitch good in Colorado, and he did. But the process was sitting him. This week the process is, you know, five. Yeah, totally. Uh, St. Louis, they have two off days, so no two-star pitchers for them. And then uh, Corey Kluber, the Klubots, got at Cleveland and at Houston. Yes, I, I just always hate when I see at Houston, but uh, let's see what Kluber has been. Uh, seven innings the last time out, but then a couple clunkers before that and had that outing where he couldn't get out of the first. I think if you throw that out as an anomaly, though, which seems like it, that's how we should treat it, I think he's probably a three. I agree. I'm, t- I'm looking at Hotuve now just because uh, – so he returned – He's returning today to the lineup. Good. Jose yeah. is back I'll today. Yep. Back. Nice. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Dane Dunning for for the Texas Rangers at Seattle at the Angels. Yeah, pretty good matchups, but uh, I'd have yeah. to be pretty darn desperate. He's been frustrating because he, you know, he'll even within a game he'll show an inning or two of where'd that come from, but then you know lose it the next inning. So. I'm still going to be on him next year, but it's it's going to have to. I mean, it's it's in a you know absolute streaming type of a pick. Mm-hmm. Oh, as far as these go, oh, man. I mean, I'm going to say one just because I I still think he's good, but Seattle scares me. Yeah, I'm going to go one too. I I feel like do you think he's going in that like 35 to 50 range for uh, draft champions? Oh, I don't think so. You think it'll be more pricey than that? I think it'll be less pricey. Oh, uh, you can't get less pricey than round 50. Oh, <laughs> I, th- I thought you meant 35th starting pitcher. Oh, no. I meant oh, like yeah. round 35. I oh, just... no. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no I, absolutely. I that. Absolutely. He is. I mean, I may take him in the 20s to make sure I get him when you throw ADP out the window. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I, I just I think there's something there. It's more about poise and the way he looks. 
Ben, can you you know can you see him developing that curveball and make him a you make him a strikeout pitcher? I just think he, I think he's a pitcher that needs a little bit better stuff. And I know that's not the way you want to be, but I think he's got that. I think he's got the um, the posture. I just we need to, I need to see something. And I don't know if Texas is the team to get it out of him either, but um, mm. I'm also not sure what Texas is. You know what their management's going to be. So. Interesting. Yeah, I was just thinking. But I wonder if he's going to be one of those like end game guys, or if he's going to get pushed up into the. Like, it may depend 20. how he finishes. Yeah, but I think I think he's in play after the twenty fifth. I mean, there'll be some leagues he doesn't go to the thirty fifth, and some leagues he doesn't go to the forty fifth. Well, maybe not that far. Well, yeah, I do think he'll probably fly under the radar for the general fantasy baseball yeah. population, anyway. So keep an eye on Dane Dunning. I got him as a one next week as well. Kevin yep. Gaussman versus the Yankees versus Boston. Kind of a, been a tough year. He's been getting babbipped. Like I forget, I forget who tweeted yeah. it, but he's he's had some unfortunate luck on balls in play. So versus the Yankees versus Boston. I don't know if he's quite a five anymore, but I'm gonna go four. Who would have thought that a rotation with Alec Manoa? Jose Barrios and Kevin Gosman that Ross Stripling would start the second game of the playoffs. Could happen. And it, it, it very happen. well could happen. Um would you go Manoa Stripling? I don't man, I don't I'm in my mind, you know, you need I probably would because he's pitching better, but you need one of the one of one of the two of those guys has to step up in the playoffs for the Toronto to make a run. And they can. They certainly can, but just as Brio strings two games together, he has that clunker again like yeah. he just did. But as far as Gosman goes, man, Mr. Splitty, these two tough matchups, I'm going to go four. Um, but, you know, it's not a, it's almost like a knuckleballer four where, you know, anything can happen. Yeah. Both in Toronto against some – I know the Yankees aren't really – haven't been humming on all cylinders. And neither the Red. Well, the Red Sox yeah, certainly Red Sox have not. not. Yeah, but still, that does kind of give you a little pause. So yeah, I think four is right there. And Corey Abbott's a zero, right? For for no, uh, yeah, no, no reason to to stretch that one out. No, sir. Well, let's recap these grades. The final two star pitcher grades for twenty twenty two. So again, we'll be back here for podcasts on the next two Fridays. But thank you all for being with us on this journey. Hope you can bring home some titles, and hopefully we uh, helped you in some way this year. Uh, Max Freed, five. Jordan Lyles, one. Kyle Bradish, two. Michael Waka, four. Connor Overton, zero. Tristan McKenzie, five. Herman Marquez, one. Lance Lynn, four. Joey Wentz, one. Daniel Lynch, zero. Dustin May, three. Pablo Lopez, I say three. Todd, four. Adrian Hauser, zero. Bailey Ober, three. Luis Severino, I say four, Todd, three. James Caprillion, I say one, Todd, two. Zach Wheeler, five. Ronzi Contreras, two. Blake Snell, I say four, Todd, five. Bobby Ray, five. Logan Webb, five. Corey Kluber, three. Dane Dunning, one. Kevin Gaussman, four. And Corey Abbott, zero. Well, this has been a fun exercise, and again, hope you found it somewhat useful out there, all of you. Anything else on your mind today, Todd? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just uh, this is the deal. I'm not letting it affect my work. At least I'm not trying to. But this is the time of year where I'm. All, you know, I'm. All, I've, I've got so many ideas already for next year, and in some ways, the season can't end soon enough. In other ways, I don't want it to end, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, I've got I've got some ideas that uh, specifically for some stuff I want to post for the site. So, um, you know, I, I love watching ball well, that's games. Exciting. That's exciting. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Um, I want to take Todd's takes, and I mean, I don't know, I know we're you know we'll talk about this a little more, but I don't play the game as well as I want to. So I'm going to pick apart my teams. And I'm going to pick apart the teams that are have won some of the leagues I've been in. 
and I'm going to try to determine if it's my drafting, if it's my team construct, if it's my in you know, I'm going to try to figure out what I, what it is that I'm not doing as well as I'm supposed to. And I and I'm going to be doing it in a way that you know it's the oldest team who cares. I'm going to be doing it in a way such that I think other people can do this with their teams and get something out of it. So that's the plan anyway. Um, and then win all my leagues next year. Well, that's ideal. That would be ideal if it works out for you. I uh, I think I need to do something like that too because it hasn't been a disaster season, but just not as good as I w- would want. So I might have to do a little. Uh, self-reflection on my game and a little inventory mm-hmm. and what I uh, did and didn't do right. Well, thank you, Todd. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back in the, for the next two weeks on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by So Rare. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.